0: Hey, this is Chance Whitmore of the Strive, Seek, Find podcast, home to insight on everything from leadership to pop culture, with an inspirational twist. Episode 20, No Scorched Earth, Some Simple Conflict Solving Tools, went live on Monday. Strive, Seek, Find is about finding your own way, a way to live your own brilliant future. Check us out after you listen to The Paul and Griff Show. In October 2020, two friends disappeared while recording a movie review podcast, A day later, the recording was found. Out of respect to Paul and Griff, the following show has been left unedited. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Griff. And welcome to another Paul and Griff show. Hey then, Griff, you good? Good. It's still scary month. (laughs) (laughs) It is scary month. And this might be the most scary have ever been. This
1: this this is this was spooky as hell. Things have been going weird all week since watching.
0: and well, researching. Yeah, this, this is the the realest, fakest movie there is. You know, I, think it, it, I think
1: that's an accurate like portrayal. It's <laughs> like the most. Yeah, I saw, we'll get to that. But yeah, it's got to be the most real, spooky. Yeah, I like that. That should have been the marketing campaign. But the realest,
0: the realest fake. <laughs>
1: But then the marketing sure. campaign was a lot better yeah.
0: because, yeah. Well, I was going to say, they did all right. They probably, they were really helped. They probably, mine might have spoiled it a tad. It did well, all right. It um, did well, all right. Did well, did well, all right. Um, yeah, obviously, this week we are dissecting everything Blair Witch, which is, um, which is fascinating. It's a fascinating one. I'm excited for this. I didn't think I was, I thought it would just be a, a nice chat. But it's actually turned out to be a really fascinating sort of franchise, so I'm interested in to um, have a good old chat about that. We're also going to be looking at our top six found footage films. That is an absolute fucking mouthful to say.
1: I know. P- P- Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee are my number one.
0: Yeah, baby. Oh, mate, it's is that that the we week in a row. It's
1: that, kind of, that
0: kind
1: of found footage, right?
0: It is. It is. <laughs> it is. We were sponsored by Vivid this week. Um uh... But, um, yeah, before we, we get kicked off the air, we're going to start, like we do every week, and that's with this week's movie news. You ready?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Bam, bam, bam. And we start off with a trailer at the beginning of the week Um, for a film. It's called Jiu-Jitsu. It's got Nicolas Cage in. <laughs> it looks absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know if it's going to be good, but... I'm all for it. It's about a new sci-fi martial arts franchise from Dimitri Logothetis, director producer of Kickboxer Retaliation, and um, the trailer like very like kind of Predator stroke.
0: I don't know. It's, it just screams sci-fi, didn't it? Is Kickboxer Retaliation one with a uh, Batista in? Yes. Yes. Oh, do it. Yes. I'm not brown, seen brown, 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 brown. here. We have. Did we not do it for um, lazy Hollywood? For oh, your time, I may not have done that. Oh, I've
1: done it. Long. But yeah, it stars um, Mary Avgarov, Nicholas Cage, Frank oh,
0: Grillo. It just looks insane. It looks, it looks funny. I mean, obviously, we're both um, UFC MMA fans. So when he keeps saying in the top jujitsu, I'm naturally thinking Kamora's triangles, go go platters, and all this kind of stuff. When the truth is, it's just sort of martial arts. But all that sort of small detail aside, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks a bit of a clusterfuck, but... (laughs)
1: Just looking at the trivia, Nicolas Cage was only part of the first five days of the six-week shooting. So (laughs) even though he's all over the trailer, (laughs) I've got a funny feeling he's not going to be, oh, wow, Nicolas Cage replaced Bruce Willis. Just recently Bruce Willis. He was too busy making battery adverts. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Um, too
0: busy doing anything.
1: Twenty-four point six million dollar production budget. I, I'm very. I think it's going to be one of those straight to DVD. Like Nicholas oh, Cates, it's be King the,
0: Channel, didn't
1: it? He, he's king of the king of the straight to DVDs at the moment. It looks a lot of fun. I'm all for it. It's got Tony Yar in it.
0: Um, I like at the end, he's he's like, like um, oh, he would be crazy, like me. <laughs> something like this something along that I just thought you are you are fucking men oh,
1: I just wanted to be like the bees, not the bees.
0: <laughs> or um oh. the cake you ever seen the cake song oh,
1: I've
0: not seen the cake song oh, sorry, I'll send you the cake song Da da oh.
1: um, release date is apparently 20th of November I'll be
0: very surprised if this is in cinemas I've got
1: I think this is straight to streaming services written all
0: over it. This is Um, what people need to get back to the cinema,
1: in my opinion. Yeah. Cage needs to go back to, like, dominating the cinema. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks a lot of fun. Um, Another piece of news we've got over the week. They, um, Eddie Murphy's Coming to America will premiere on Amazon Prime, which is amazing news. And we're expected to get it December 18th.
0: It is, but, spoiler that the film is just him quarantining. So it's pretty shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why they've they've been able to film it so quick. It's just him quarantining at a hotel for two weeks and the film ends. So it's pretty naff. But if you want to go watch it, you can.
1: I'm very surprised it's going straight out to Prime
0: um i I guess it, with it, with all the budget that it would take to get it in the cinema because obviously it must cost money to put a film in the cinema um it's probably not worth it at the moment i guess I know, but it's
1: got a massive cult following' I've been waiting for this kind of um, film for years
0: yeah, I... but is it uh you say a cult following is it a you know a ninety million
1: sort of... it, apart from the main cast that we know Leslie Jones. Hotel Point. Oh, Wesley Snipes. Of course, James L. Jones, because he's he's the dad. Um, Oh, no return for Samuel Jackson. He loves a good film. I'm surprised he's not in it.
0: Yeah, well, you answered it with your own question. He loves a good film.
1: He does love a good film.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just got you mean, then,
1: you cheeky little git.
0: (laughs) So, you sort of answer it with your own.
1: Edit that out. Edit that out. Um, Yeah. who know maybe they know it's not good and that's why it's coming out on Prime
0: maybe it's going to be good like Home Alone Floor it's going to be a classic <laughs> be a classic <laughs>
1: um, yeah that looks all good um, another bit of news I've never played the game but we've got a trailer for Monster Hunter and um, looks very tasty looks very like obviously Monster Hunter I know is Capcom and so is Resident Evil and Resident Evil stars Mila Jovovich so they've kept her on board
0: my fault um, that. it's made by the same person isn't it
1: made by the same person and the games are made by capcom so mm. it, it, it reminded me very much like the first ever transformers trailer we got where that, the transformers came out of the sand and it, it, it was very homage to that in my opinion
0: yeah 100 percent. it also sort of reminded me in a weird way by sort of the creatures and all that um of what we discussed in the found footage bit of uh troll hunters, it sort of looks a bit like troll hunters, but obviously a more polished version. And I felt the dragon looked very um, Game of Thrones.
1: It Did it? Did um, I, I thought they
0: were very clever going with a very Game of Thrones inspired dragon because you sort of tap into that audience.
1: Definitely, it looks good. like I think Monster has got a massive like fan base. I, I never really got into the games because I think it's more heavily like Nintendo than yeah. Um,
0: Bigger than coming to America's fan base, massively bigger. So this massively might be in the cinema. This might be in the cinema. Though.
1: This is due to come out 30th of December, but um, I'm surprised none of these things have little small prints to say like
0: maybe not, maybe. But... It could, well, let's be honest. No one's really got any other plans um, in New Year's at the moment, has This
1: I? also has Tony Jarring. in. Or Tony as the hunter. Oh. so he's got a busy. He's got a busy winter coming up.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, there's that. Um, we got a trailer for um, a gift from Bob. I don't know if you've ever seen a street cat named Bob. No. Um, it's it's a very nice little film based on a true story. Unfortunately, I believe the real Bob, like cat, I think died this year, maybe last year, oh. which is really upsetting. But we're getting a sequel to it, which um, looks pretty good. So the background of the original movie is um he's a he's like a I think he's hosted in years but he's kind of trying to play off the drugs and he's busking and he comes across a cat and the cat kind of changes his whole outlook on life and this sequel is quite special (laughs) you just can't play guitar I can't
0: play it you started I did, I did, I need to get back
1: to it oh Bob the Cat's played by himself I thought Bob the Cat's dead. Oh, that's even more upsetting. It was the actual proper Bob the Cat. I died June 15th, 2020. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I did not know that the proper Bob Oh. it
0: oh, made me even more upset. You're not stable for this, are you?
1: I'm not. It's coming out November 6th. Um I, I, I guess streaming I like gonna, services. I it would have cut out
0: half the news because you'll just be crying.
1: Just be crying. But um, yeah, trailer looks a bit of fun. Um, I'd say looking at it more positive, I've got to like bounce back here. We had a trailer for like all my life, which felt like all my life watching it. It was it was very long. I feel like I've seen the whole movie. At first, I thought, oh, this looks really good. But a couple's wedding plans are thrown off course, and the groom is diagnosed with liver cancer. But I, I, yeah, so I must I'm just admit, the whole story.
0: I'm, I'm always up for um. When you throw that, you know, we'll send each other trailers. Throughout the week of like things that come in, I, I saw this one. I watched it as I did, and yeah, I wasn't expecting it. It, it was um, it, it was very very sad. I'm not.
1: I know it's two minutes thirty, and I thought like you don't have to watch the movie because you know what's happened.
0: <sighs> well, yeah, I mean it's it's rough as fuck, really. and It's a tearjerker. It's gonna um, it's gonna leave people shook. I reckon. I think this is why I like horror so much because I don't like to face real life. That's deep, and um. Yeah. And um yeah, I don't yeah. these, these kind of films, um though beautiful, I'm not I'm not a fan of crying, so I'll probably avoid it.
1: <laughs> it's stuff <stars> Jessica Rove <laughs> and Harry Shum Junior. It looks really good. I just wish they showed less in the because I feel like I've seen all of it. Um releases October twenty third, which is as probably be like probably one of the these coming days that you're listening to this show. Um
0: be so out now. You have you a cry.
1: Now. Have a cry. But listen to this show first. Um, and then the weirdest news of the week. Oh, so we got a couple of days ago when before we we recorded this a teaser t- trailer that Bruce Willis's daughter shared on Twitter, and it literally was like ten fifteen seconds with the hashtag "Die Hard is back." And everyone got really excited, but also and, the hashtag, and hashtag
0: ad, yeah, it, and hashtag yeah.
1: ads. Everyone got really excited, and I was like, eh, can't see it. And not only that, it's got ad. If you know anything about, I didn't know if it's the same with Twitter. I know very much Instagram laws are if if you try and like advertise something and you haven't put hashtag ad on it, you can get done.
0: Well, yeah, you know on TV shows. Have you ever watched like reality TV show when that P appears? Like product world, product
1: placement. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it stands yeah.
0: for product placement, doesn't it? And he sort of it basically says at some point you're going to be shown a product subliminally that you can buy, kind of.
1: Yeah. Um. So. Seven got excited. It even had like the announcement was going to be like the day later, which had the date. So thankfully they didn't make people like kind of wait. It, I'm surprised it wasn't a Super Bowl advert, if I'm honest. <laughs> It's it's it ain't great. It, it's not even like a battery like you can like put in your vibrator. It's like a battery for a car, and he's got a good moment where he looks up in the air vent and he's like, "Really?" It, it was nice, but I just obviously you backlash of people on, on like Twitter and all that. But like, what were you expecting? Just it. It was never going to advertise itself like that. Yeah, no. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know what more to say about it, really. It's just... It's a, not
0: what you, you know what you can say, really. It's just... Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just
1: really like... It does include um, Clarence Gilliard, who played Theo. who's the only I mean, one who survived the 1987 movie, which was a nice little touch. And it's got Argyle. And I didn't know a Twitter account came up, like saying he was like Argyle, oh, like Devoro White, um, who played him, but it didn't have a verified tick, so I didn't, um, I just didn't believe it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he said, it was clever, and um, he got he got the whole world talking, so it was worth worth the investment, I guess.
1: You know, and they've got he's they've just got airtime on our show, so it's worked. <laughs>
0: There you go. I'm sure, well,
1: uh, uh, I'm you, sure if, that's
0: going to change.
1: If you, use, if you use hashtag Paul and Griff, you get 10% off every Diehard battery of the sport. Yeah, if yeah. you have tried it, please let us know.
0: <laughs> please, please
1: let us know. Um, the following is don't.
0: not a real advert. Please do not try hashtag Paul and Griff to get 10% yeah. off.
1: This isn't product placement. Please don't try that. Please don't try that. Um, well, before we go into the deep dive of the Blair Witch... We will talk about this week in film as we always do. This week in 1964, film version of My Fair Lady, directed by George Cukor and starring Rex Harrison, Audrey Hepburn, premieres in New York. I'd be lying if I said I've seen it.
0: I was going to say I saw it in the cinema, but I'd be lying as well because I wasn't born. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> in 2014, until, uh, 2013, for The Dark World, directed by Alan Taylor, starring Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman, premieres in London.
0: Whatever they lead
1: uh, to. I know, right? <laughs> It'll never go anywhere. Um, 2012, Skyfall, 23rd James Bond film, directed by Sam Mendes and starring Let's Daniel Craig and Javier Bardem, premieres in London. Oh, yeah. And uh, soundtrack
0: by Adele. Yes. I don't know how that's relevant, it just is. She said she's going to release a new album this week, didn't she?
1: Has she?
0: I think That'll i I woke like this... up one
1: morning, it's on Spotify.
0: Yeah, I think it does. I don't know if it's this week, but it depends when you listen to the show. Her mother would have been out for five years. But, um, yeah, I think she said today she's dropping a new album, so I don't know. It's not film news, but that's yeah. news. Um,
1: 2018 Freddie Mercury biofilm Bohemian Rhapsody, directed by Brian Singer starring Rami Malek, uh, premieres in London.
0: What a fucking uh, classic that was. In
1: 1941, Walt Disney's animated film Dumbo was released. It's... Oh. The- and in 2002, Wuxia film Hero, directed by Zhang Yimou, starring Jet Li, released in China. Again, I thought it really good, and I haven't seen it, by Adele.
0: <laughs> soundtrack by Murray Carey. Oh. oh, Hero, I see what he did there. Yeah, no, it wasn't really, it's another lie.
1: See, comes the love, get to go to carry on. Oh, That's this week in film.
0: That was perfect. I think that's everything you need. I think all that is done is left us a great opportunity to dissect a little wonder that is the Blair Witch Project. So grab your flashlight and your popcorn and whatever else you need and maybe a little tissue for your nose and let's get involved. And a sat nav. And a sat nav. And, <laughs> and GPS.
1: And GPS. Um,
0: and yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. What else. Just list stuff. <sighs> um, oh. you. Start when you're ready.
1: Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Synopsis: The Blair Witch Project. It premiered at Sundance, twenty fifth of January, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, released in America, thirtieth of July, nineteen ninety nine, and in the UK, twenty second of October, nineteen ninety nine. It was cinema. directed. <laughs> it was directed and written by Daniel Mirrick and Eduardo Sanchez, and it stars Heather Donohoe as herself. Michael C. Williams, as himself. Joshua Leonard, sorry, as himself. Um, It came with a tagline in October of yeah.
0: That's kind of like... (laughs) Start getting or take it out. Are you drowning?
1: No. They were directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. They both also wrote The Blair Witch Project. It stars Heather Donahoe as herself. Michael C. Williams as himself, and Joshua Leonard as himself. The taglines it got was in October 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. A year later, their footage was found. That's not his famous tagline. These other ones aren't that good. And so, the scariest movie of all time is a true story. Oh. Scarier than The Exorcist. That's not a tagline, that's a boast. Um, before Cloverfield, there was the Blair Witch Project. Uh, Scary as hell.
0: Before that Cloverfield,
1: that be... <laughs> there was the Blair Witch Project.
0: Yeah, but that's like, have to be released after.
1: I know, right? That's,
0: um, that's be, that must be for the new Blair Witch, no?
1: No, this is totally according to IMDb. It might be a re-release or I don't know. It's,
0: it just makes no sense. Uh,
1: Scary as hell. Must take a base of thing that off. And everything you've heard is... True. Uh had a budget of sixty thousand dollars. Um opening weekend of one million five hundred and twelve um uh, one million five hundred and twelve thousand and fifty-four dollars and it grossed a very, very, very respectable two hundred and forty-eight million two hundred and thirty nine thousand and ninety-nine dollars worldwide show yet, apart from Lemonade Mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mouth
0: It got released,
1: there was four mockumentaries on the Blair Witch that were produced to promote the film. The first being Curse of the Blair Witch, which aired on Sci-Fi Channel in 1999 prior to release of the Blair Witch Project and the second being Sticks and Stones, an exploration of the Blair Witch legend, which overlaps quite a bit with Curse of the Blair Witch, the latter two documentaries, the Massacre of the Burkittsville Seven, the Blair Witch Legacy, and Shadow of the Blair Witch, both directed by Ben Rock, aired in two thousand. So they they did their legwork to make this more convincing. It was real. Um,
0: well, that, that's that's the basically that's the thing. From what I remember at the time, is America had the documentary come out on like their version of say. ITV, so it was just like a a big a big channel yeah. that everyone had or something. So everyone saw this documentary about this missing people and being like, oh, by the way, next week the footage is released in cinema because we can't show it on TV because it's too scary. And that's why people went apeshit about like, is this real? Is this fake? And I think that was sort of the thing with it. When over here, we already knew it was a movie by the time it came out, and the documentary didn't come out until about. Three weeks yeah, after it didn't have the effects, uh, We didn't have the
1: same kind of effects, um, which is a shame. But it was really kind of so the beauty of it is because obviously, a load of people would probably moan if they watch it nowadays without looking at the backstory, like not a lot happens. But I suppose that makes it even more eerie, more believable.
0: Hmm.
1: Loads of people moaned that, oh, we'll get on to like the Book of Shadows, but obviously, the first 10 minutes kind of sums up the Book of Shadows, the beauty of this movie. That people were annoyed that it said documentary because when you hear documentary, you think real. Um, the mother of the main actress, Heather Donohoe, even got given loads of sympathy letters because actually thought she died.
0: <sighs> yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, well, there is because, yeah, I thought was not dead. But um, oh, I like it. I think the marketing behind this for a low budget sort of film. It is phenomenal. It is amazing. You've got people to extend this belief and be so invested in something. And all these people who are disappointed, you pay to go to the cinema to watch someone you actually think died. So, you can't oh, really judge anything. You
1: yet. know what, the marketing could have been... You went to watch the a glorified stuff marketing could have been more, movie. you know. <laughs> so, they so actually, like at Sundance, put out loads yeah. of, they were going to put out loads of, like, missing posters all around. But, Someone apparently uh, like one of the other films at Sundance, someone actually did go missing. So out of respect for that person and knowing like this isn't real, they didn't end up putting them out. Um so yeah. there could have been more to it. And if so so watch I remember my memories of watching Blair Witch was like, Oh my god, you got watch watch this. this. This this is the best film of all time. Bear in mind the scariest movie of all time. Bear in mind, the last time I heard that was The Exorcist and I found it very boring when I watched it. Um, I had found footage. It make it'll make, it was making people be seasick, like with the camera moving all around. I was like, okay, I've got to see yeah. this. And I remember watching it the first time, waiting for something to happen. And at the end of it, kind of whatever it was happened. I was like feeling a little bit empty, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit appreciating behind the magic of movie now i really, really... I I went into this, like, thinking, oh, my God, we're doing the Blair Witch Project, blah, blah, blah. Let's just take it off the list. Surprisingly, one of the most, like... I came out loving it.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I, like I said, I saw this in the cinema. cinema. I got caught up in the hype. I wanted to see it. I remember enjoying it in the cinema, but um, it left sort of more questions than answers which i liked it and i remember then i bought it when it came out on dvd and i watched it again when it was pitch black and it actually like really sort of like sort of scared me a bit in the sense that like it was so you know it can get you it's quite eerie if you let your guard down it really, can take and you like they're, of like,
1: you. they're they're intense and i know like I talk about a bit, bit of the magic behind the making of it,
0: it intense as in like
1: they just um, start going crazy. They start
0: going... Like, suspenseful or, oh, sorry, or intense. Or, or intense. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's like the fact that they're intense. Like, they're like intense you got camping um, like,
1: you... You, you just kind of <laughs> see them, like, slightly just going mad with each other. And they're all, like, you start the movie, they're all happy, they're all laughing and joking about doing this documentary. And they just slowly yeah. slowly, like, go on And apparently that's because they, they f- kept on feeding them less and less to make her more anxious, make him more like mm. they told Heather more information than Michael and Joshua, which again led to them being more annoyed with her because when they were quizzing her, there actually were a proper quizzing her. her. Um, there's just so much magic about it. When they were in the tents, they actually shook the tents to kind of make them scared. Apparently there was 35 page script. No, no, nothing that everything was ad-libbed which is like amazing for the footage that they had took eight days to film eight months to edit um the money was crazy the fact that they even like returned one of the video cameras after the film actually like to get a refund means their budget was even further it's got the most profitable movie of all time it got be one of them
0: I'm starting oh, to think like, where did the 60 somewhere. go? No.
1: There was like a little song at the yeah, beginning no. of it. I can't remember what song it was, say. which they must have like...
0: But, oh, but even that was clever, because it's played through the car. Who's messaging me?
1: I <laughs> need your help. Massive hunter spider. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, two seconds. Oh, this... oh, where are you? <laughs> oh. You've got a tissue, haven't you? What about... It's
0: fucking fast, man.
1: Where, where is he? I don't know. Like, around here somewhere. But, like, if I pull stuff, like, he's going to jump. Go on, pull stuff. Sorry about
0: this. Oh, sorry, Wes. This is the excitement that we have. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, got him. I oh, know. I haven't got him or not.
1: I've got him. I've got him. Thank you. Oh, I need a hero. I'm holding up for a hero to the end of the night. (laughs) Right. I know you're talking to Paul, not me. Um, where were we? I've muted the laptop now. sorry about that. That wasn't even sorry.
0: Um all right, so (laughs) basically fucking delivery where to start. I'm all right. All right. So the thing I like about this film the most is um I, I feel like if your mm. mind's in horror, it's an amazing film that almost allows you to create yeah. your own horror. Alright? So let me let me let me fill this out for you. So you, you're given a base of a film. Yeah. But your minds can create the deaths, you can create the scares, the identity of the killer, the identity of the kills it's like your own personal mm. role play of fear here. And that's why I think this film succeeds in my opinion, because the way they die at the end, that's down to you. What kills them, that's down to you. How many kill them? That's down yeah. to you. Um, people disappearing, that's down to you. When she turns around, she's like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? That's like down to you. So it, it traps into like your, Mentality and what you would be scared of, and that's why I think it's it's very successful for a a nothing but amazing.
1: Yeah, you completely have to use your imagination. Obviously, when we get to like the 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 new Blair Witch, you actually see what is supposed to be the Blair Witch. Obviously, that didn't come out until a few years ago. But
0: well, you don't. (laughs) But I'll get to that.
1: um But it's just it's it's just mental, really. There was. Obviously, obviously the most the most famous shot of like her and like her nose kind of running um wasn't intentional she didn't know she had the zoom on, which is crazy like that's the most that is the scene everyone remembers
0: was' it's the most parodied scene is is the most iconic scene is um and again that wasn't um no, that wasn't yeah, scripted. It was it was, it was it was it was crazy um it was. It was basically. She. I think she was told she had to say something about it, but she just kind of freestyled a bit and just. Um, from what I've sort of heard in that, and yeah, that's. Oh, there's some great like.
1: Apparently, they like, did wow. actually get lost. So you know, they, they come across like, oh my god, we've been here, we've gone around in circles. That actually happened. That wasn't even kind of, scripted, and the people the interview in the townspeople to actually make the cast we think. They're all actors, but the the main three didn't know.
0: Oh, so they thought they were just yeah. stories that were real?
1: It's just almost like you've been told you're going to be up. in this movie, blah, blah, blah. This is real. They, they were told everything was real. And obviously, they've gone into this town, and people have asked them questions. And they're, they're all, all, oh, it must have rigged who they asked. Um, because, yeah, all, this is why the expression on their faces run rehearsed.
0: Oh, so cool. And like I said, like the just everything about that sort of side of things is absolutely amazing. And um they've literally gone from one of the one of the best films like create like, you know, that I've seen to like, one of the worst. Just
1: before we get on to that, the worst, um the sign was stolen um three times. And actually they don't actually have a sign up anymore because obviously before the new one got released, they thought the sign would get stolen again. So yeah, people have stolen the sign for Burkittsville like loads of times um, we were supposed to see the Blair Witch so when she gets out of the tent when they run out of the tent with the rustling they're supposed to pan the camera left but they forgot yeah so that's why we didn't get to see them
0: that's wild isn't it like, like you know, the most creepy thing is to make it
1: even more real which is what really annoyed at us in the UK like from October it will all be expanded by then so, before the film released, the three actors were listed as um, missing, presumed dead on IMDb. Even like me, like me whenever I watch oh, a film and all that, or whenever I come out of the cinema, straight away on IMDb and the trivia, I looked at these three actors, they've been presumed dead, and going to the documentaries. I think if you're at Sounddance, that's the full that's the full effect of the marketing, the making, the magic. We've kind of been robbed by having to wait until October, and then everything's come out like.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I said there's very, there's very few that sort of um, sort of crazy like this. Yeah, the, and, all, uh, the
1: last little bit of trivia I got on it is, um, the is it, who goes missing? Um, Joshua was told to get missing, so he was just told by the directors like, he pulled out the tenor and been like, Look, you're dead, like you're out now. And he was like, thank God, because he had to go to a Jane's Addiction concert like that day. Um, he's glad, he was glad he was cut out of it. Um, it it's just great. He made, he made a shitload of money. Um, and as I always say, when a film makes a shitload of money, then you get a sequel. Now, in 2000, four years later, we got Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Um,
0: and... I also saw this oh, in Oh, you must have
1: been angry leaving this. This,
0: oh, you, you know
1: what? Uh-huh. The budget for this movie, the budget for this, bear in mind its predecessor had 60 grand. This was $15 million budget. And you know what? I think mostly we went on the bloody soundtrack. Like, the soundtrack's amazing.
0: Yeah, the, the opening scene is phenomenal, right? Um, spoiler alert. Obviously, we go back and watch the film. I haven't gone back and watched this film. Because I know I fucking hate it. and I don't I've never to seen it before, me. so I had to. Okay. But, exactly. But I did re-watch the beginning bit because it's one of my favourite beginnings to a horror film in a weird like twist of fate. So basically you've got people sort of like dying and curses and getting sort of wrapped up in the forest and that. And there's an amazing pan over the forest to show you how big it is. With Marilyn Manson, disposable teens that playing. You get hyped as fuck. You sort of think, wow, this film yeah. is going to oh, be massively. amazing.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'll get that when you're in the cinema and you think that.
0: I mean,
1: but the, fact that I knew, the fact that I knew it was terrible, like, I didn't have that kind of. <laughs> I've only been on my own. Oh.
0: Yeah, but obviously I knew nothing about it. This was like you know, I said a couple of years after like a film I thought was great. I thought I was going to see the witch. I thought I was going to get the answers. I thought I was going to get a similar kind of vibe. I thought it was going to be like in the same fucking universe. I thought everything about it was going to be like, boom, this is it. This is going to be like a bad motherfucker. we got Manson. we got everything. Let's, oh, let's have it. And um, all it was with some weird film that basically makes no fucking sense. And they tried to make sense of it in the last 20 minutes when they basically all sort of, watch the tapes backwards and they're all sitting there like having fucking sex with each other and killing each other and they all have in prison mm. and it's all to do with like witchcraft and it, it's such an overcomplicated, confusing film. It's almost like everything that The Blair which was beautiful about less is more and you create your own this. This was so overly complicated. I like, absolutely yeah, it terrible. despise it. If we had any sort of a, if we had any sort of a ranking system this would be the bottom of the bottom. It is yeah, it's pretty much shambolic. like some, some
1: guy does tours of the Blair Witch and all that, and at some point they kind of go go to sleep, but they kind of forgot what they did the night before, and there's some kind of stuff where they've got scars in their body, they try to be clever, a little twist at the end. Um it, it, It's rubbish, and the fact that, that I love the fact that Blair Witch never refers to this movie, it's kind of like, it never happened, but the soundtrack's worth having. So as you say, Marilyn Manson, Sposwell Teens, P.O.D. Lie Down, Queen's of the Stone Age, feel, feel Good Hit of the Summer, Godhead, The Reckoning, At the Drive-In, well, this, Nickelback, System of the Down, this is where that money went, Elastica, Rob Zombie, this is where that budget went. But apart from that, the movie's rubbish, and technically, it bombed, even though it still made a profit. So it made $47.7 million. <sighs> yeah. It, did, didn't, it didn't do as well, but um, we'll move on. I, I firmly agree. I gave it one star on um, Letterboxd, and that's probably being generous. I'll never watch it again. Um, it so then nice. in 2016, we got Blair Witch. Um, after discovering a video shortly believed to be his vanished sister, Heather James and a group of friends head to the forest, believed to be inhabited by the Blair which this is where like the brother of the main cast thing, he's been showing videos, and he's like, oh, yeah. "I want to go back and I want to go back and find her. I want answers."
0: Yeah, it's basically fifteen years later. The brother still believes that she could be alive. He sees footage on YouTube or a streaming service. There's a bit where he flashes, and he's convinced it's her face yeah. that he sees in the house, and thinks she's yeah. still in the house. I like the little her.
1: extra they got they this has actually got drones in as well of cameras. And obviously they pan the, dro- the drone the pan the drone that like oh we still can't see like some houses. <sighs> There's a lot of time aspects in this where at one point they get split up a bit and they bump into them again. They're like, It's been five days, like when would you last see us? And we're like, We saw you this morning. Um the amazing bit where like the the whole stick kind of Calling Stick Man, hanging off the trees. Like, there's just like shit loads oh, of, like, of them, like, at some point. Um, you know, it kind of was like, yeah, until like the last 15 minutes when they got into the house. And when they got into the house is when it really kind of started getting interested, starting getting good. Um, it's not as good as the first one, but.
0: It's not as good. But the problem is, it can't be because. The first one's a very unique place in sort of time and and people's minds where you know a lot of us knew it wasn't real, but there was that still one percent that you thought, I've heard though, is it you know, but you sort of knew it was a film, but then you couldn't swear on everything, so it had that sort of vibe about it, it had a lot of hype. When this one it was really trying to create it, but it, it was, was totally scripted. This one,
1: whereas the other one had no script, this was totally scripted. Um, awesome bit with the camera, a lot in this film. Whereas with the first film, you know, it's two cameras. You've got a colour camera, you've got a black and white camera, so you can kind of, and you can see people holding them. There's some bits in this film where, like, who's filming that bit? Like, the found footage bit was kind of broken exactly. up, But the bit in the tunnel um, is really good. I kinda expected like, a wreck for her to be, like, just dragged by her feet backwards, but she didn't. Um, and the end bit's kind of crazy, like, and it plays on the whole, like, I know we haven't mentioned it, like, Oh, if you don't look away, like they only take you of like you look at like just face the corner. Um,
0: yeah, but my thing is like it's very slender man. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, I've I've seen, the, I've seen for... the pictures and
0: yeah. No, but no, No, the game Slender Man is you only get caught by Slender Man if you go oh. back on yourself. If you keep moving forward. And never go back. You'll never find Slender Man. It's only if you keep going around the map over and over, he'll like find you because you're going back on yourself. So if you don't look back mm. and keep moving forward, he can't mm. get you. It's only if you turn round, he's behind you. I like that?
1: No, I've never played it. I should play it really.
0: So, oh, no, that is pretty. It's got me a few times, but um, but yeah. So, so it just sort of reminded me a bit of that. But, um, yeah, the, the thing that you see mm. at the end, the screenwriter has said that's not wow. the Blair Witch. He's turned around and said, what you see is another victim in which the witch has control over. So those people speculating that could still be Heather in the house. But, um, yeah, what what you actually see isn't, yeah. they've said it's not the witch. We We've not... We've not ruined that. We've not shown the identity of the witch. That's just like someone oh, that's good. possessed by the witch. So I, I thought that I thought that was important because it was a bit like, come on, don't don't be yeah, that definitely. person. Kind of don't have this like you know years on. Then you decide to do it and suddenly show the witch because you never got closure. I like the idea. They still technically you saw something, but they're, they're saying no, it's not. It's not the witch. It was just someone that the witch had power over, like yeah. took over him and stuff like that. But um, yeah, they basically found out that the footage that they saw was them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Isn't And basically the witch has the ability to like change the woods and change everything. So that's why you can't ever get out of the house because it's constantly moving hallways and doors. So you, you can't ever find the exit. Same as the woods, you can't ever find the exit because it's constantly moving the woods around. So it gives a good explanation to why Gosh. everyone gets lost.
1: Yeah. I'm happy so, with
0: um, that. Um, I don't Yeah, I mean it's not as good as the first, but it's a fun film. And I was watching someone um talk on YouTube about um mm. the Blair Witches and they made a really good point, which um is totally feasible. And they could take like found footage films about missing people and almost do like a clover field where they could relate a lot of films mm. to the Blair Witch and create almost like a bigger franchise of found film, sort of found um, footage, films, and sort of um, just do it. I don't know how many times you do it before it gets boring. But, um, yeah. I I don't think you
1: need to, like, ask us our ranking. Obviously, I believe, I'll speak to you as well, I guess. We rank it, like, Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch, and then Book of Shadows, like, so...
0: All day long. Away, yeah. away yeah, from day
1: long. the movie, there was some comic books. In August 1999, Only Press released a one-shot comic promoting the first film, simply titled The Blair Witch Project. Um, in October 2000, coincided the release of Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Image Comics released a one-shot called Blair Witch Dark Testament, drawn by Charlie adlum and written by Ian Heddington. um Video games, you looked a little bit at the video game, right?
0: Yeah, so the video game, basically, uh, I'm tempted to get it now. I was was watching a lot of footage of people playing it on uh, YouTube. There's a video where the director's actually playing it with a couple of people, Mm -hmm. which I thought was fascinating because he's basically saying how good the house is. And he's sort of almost dissecting how they've um, put the house in the game. And they're like, how true is it to life? And he's like, well... You've got the entrance here, but in the real door we actually had an entrance to the side as well. So walked around the side, and he goes, "Oh wow, you know this is really realistic." And basically he walked in, was touring the house while playing the game. Basically, like they've actually got this so spot on. So that had my um, thing. But again, it looked a little bit squeaky bum. It's almost it was like so 20 quid in the not, PlayStation store. It, it I really oh, is it two now. player. it's two player we could stream that live um there was was a book
1: in september 1999 um stern compiled the blair witch project A dossier so there's a book out there some novels as well the blair witch files one through to eight um television series there was gonna be one but i don't think they're gonna go for it so in october 2017 Sanchez revealed on the Dimension Returns podcast that he and the rest of the film's creative team are developer a Blair Witch 7 series, though he pointed out that Incision would ultimately be up to Lionsgate now, who own the rights to it. But my favourite thing about this movie is all the spoofs that have come about. Just to go through some of them, you've got the Scooby-Doo project, so the Scooby gang get lost in the woods while trying to solve the mystery of a mysterious creature lurking within the forest. have got the Blair Bitch project, and then four available outrageous, over-the-top, unrated parody of The Blair Witch Project, starring Linda Blair. You've got The Blair Witch Mountain Project. An interpretive journalist tries to track down T. and the beloved alien stars of Disney's 1975 film Escape to Witch Mountain, and its 1978 sequel, Return from Witch Mountain. You've got The Bogus Witch Project. You've got The Blair Thumb, a trio of eager and inter- intrepid college student filmmakers venture into the woods to make a documentary about a legendary Blair farm. Naturally, they get hopelessly lost and find themselves in considerable jeopardy. There's loads. But the one... Oh, there's another one. The Oswich Project, Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion and the Scarecrow going to the woods near Emerald City to shoot a documentary about the Yellow Brick Road. Unfortunately, they get lost and I never heard from them again. Um, but the one I remember in blockbuster video... I think the one everyone remembers is the erotic witch project in November 1999, three attractive college girls disappeared deep in the New Jersey woods while searching for the mythical erotic witch. Two weeks later, this video was found. I remember that. I remember that everyone was like, Oh my God, I've got the erotic witch project. Cause instead of, um, like stick men hanging off trees. There was dildos hanging off trees, and it, it's it's completely soft, soft <laughs> porn. Like you see you no know, penetrates and, and stuff like that. But back then, like it was massive for like sexual parodies of these movies. Um, it's
0: crazy to think they're in, um, yeah, blockbuster yeah. in that.
1: Um, there's loads. There's there's loads of spoofs. One of the most spoofed about film. But um, I, that's pretty much the Blair Witch Project. Is there anything? Any final thoughts? Anything you want to say? Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. Go on. We did have some people's opinions. I find that. But go on. Uh,
0: yeah, I was, was going to say uh, the first one. I I remember it being good. I thought it'd be dated and crap, but actually, I really enjoyed rewatching it again. And um, it's not something I could watch every year or every week. It's not that sort of watchability, but it, it was it was a fun trip of nostalgia. And it it is actually, if you watch it in the right settings, it is actually quite a scary film psychologically,
1: massively. massively. Um, so yeah we we reached out and asked people like we'd love to hear from you, so we had a few responses on twitter um, at chance Whitmore five um brilliant marketing enjoyed the rawness of the movie the first time I saw it. It made it frightening more than most horror movies, which just feel predictable from the beginning. made me a bit motion sick to try to rewatch it years later on video um, at Fabricius ninety one uh the movie holds up extremely well it's Undeniably frightening without resorting to showing really anything. It's such a simple and effective horror film. One of the best horror movies of the 90s. Um, at Random in Tandem, I so badly wanted it to be real. Uh, that was from Elisa at Random in Tandem. Um, at Film Floggers, when I first watched it, I thought it was real. So, yeah, several brown trouser moments. Plan on we watching this month. Uh, at so Pocast. I was one of the people who believed the PR stunt. They pulled that it was real uh, at Bat history show. I only watched the first one as it scared the proverbial out of me. Uh, And at Nook's Cranny, we went in not knowing it was a movie. It was the dawn of the net and spoilers were still a stigmatised utterance. So we went in intentionally wanting to believe it was real. An interesting liminal time for sure. And we also had some feedback from Instagram. Oh, people have been getting involved. Oh, so we had at geeking in pod, scary first time round. Not so much on the second watch. They kept the lights on just in case. At Chris underscore Knockwood, good for the time, but it's garbage now.
0: Yeah. Well, positive note to leave it on. Thank you but I
1: think I've, I'm glad we did the show because I've got a new firm like respect for it
0: yeah totally um, it's time to do our top 6 our top 6 is very simply our top 6 found footage films, I need to stop saying that it's hard <laughs> work um, what films do we've we got, have
1: uh, Cannibal Holocaust we've got Cloverfield Paranormal Activity Blair Witch Project troll hunter and wreck
0: oh. beautiful um uh, my number six is troll hunter uh, I was excited for this film when it came out. I built this film. I watched this film. This film isn't trash, but it's just believability makes it hard for it to be any higher, so it has yeah to be same six, for
1: right? me um mainly because. It's the only one really I haven't seen. Um, so <laughs> that's what <laughs> makes it number six.
0: There you go, then. It's a fun film, but it's just, yeah, it's just not yeah. believable. Uh, What's your number Jury? five? Um, my number five is Cannibal Holocaust. This is going to annoy a lot of people because this is sort of the first found footage film. Um, a lot of people thought it was real, um, it was banned. Um, they kill animals, which I wasn't a fan of, and um, but it's just was almost too wild for me. But it is it is a crazy, yeah, crazy I think that's film. my number four. But it's, it's just not it's just not it's, my it's not my sort of I don't film. think it's, a,
1: it's probably age the worst. Um, In honest, like obviously, Godfather we wouldn't have blur Witch without it. Um, but yeah, that's my five two. Um, my number four, paranormal activity. Um, massive respect for what it did and t- changed the kind of fan footage kind of genre like in its own little way where it's confined to the house and, and everything because um, I think everything else is kind of out and about and all that so that was my number four on Paranormal Activity
0: My number four was Cloverfield I uh, actually really love this film, like really really love this film, it's super cool um, I actually love most of these films, to be honest. Uh, the subway scene where the light turns on, you see like a million bugs chasing them. That's pretty wild. And there are some shocking deaths. And there is some lights and what the fuck are you doing moments. But I'm not intensely involved. So for me, it slips down.
1: My number three is Cloverfield. Um, if anything, of all these films, Cloverfield's the most that would make give you motion sickness. The rest I can kind of handle. Um, Cloverfield's probably like the the most like scary where you feel like the camera's going everywhere. Um I've ne- not seen the two sequels. But um yeah I gave number three Cloverfields. Paul, what's your number three You alright? Paul?
0: Yeah sorry I just yeah no there yeah, no um yeah don't worry. Um yeah number three mate. Was it number three? Uh, my number three is *Wreck*. This, this was this is hard for me because you know personally yeah. how much I love this film, but I'm I'm taking this list from a different angle. All right, so I am not just films. Out of all the films in the list, this is the film that I'll rewatch the most, and I have rewatched the most. It's probably my favourite film out of mm. them as a film. But as, as a found footage film, I'm going for intensity. I'm looking at it from a different angle, like on a personal. So yeah. I'm looking at it as in, what couldn't I take my eyes off? And even though I enjoyed this film the most, and it's rare, not to be confused with Quarantine. Um, yeah, it has to slip to number three, even though the ending is phenomenal and mm. loads of bits are phenomenal. There's just other bits I enjoy about other films.
1: Respectful. Um my number two is Wreck. Um, I think before this, if you ask me, like it would be number one. But I think I've grown like a fair like bit of respect yeah. for the Blair Witch just from the marketing and everything like that. Um I, I-, I love Wreck. I- it's probably one of my favourite foreign subtitled movies. Um, probably with the exception of Battle Royale. Uh Wreck's just yeah. absolutely like Genius and scary. I, I think if, if this was top six scary fan footage, Rex scares the shit out of me. And again, it would be number one. But it's top six fan footage. Um, but yeah, my number two would be Rex. What about you, Paul? Cool. Sure, go. Sure, go.
0: Sorry, I just yeah yeah, yeah I know. Sorry, I just yeah it's weird. Uh, my number two is paranormal activity. Basically, with Paranormal Activity, it's not a fantastic film, but I was gripped. I was looking past the scene. I was looking at the background of the scene, and it's one of those ones where you're constantly focused, scene by scene by scene, because you want to see more. You're basically just watching people sleep for the majority of the film, but it's so gripping, and if, if you want to see it do you know what i mean so you you look past the film almost and you're looking for things moving you're looking for everything that's going on and it's got that vulnerability because your house is your, your house is your safe place your bed is your safest place any horror that attacks you in your bed uh, messes with people's mind because that's your safest place that you can be is your bed sort of mentally so for them to attack people in their bed is it's, it's good from that standpoint so that's why Parent makes number two. And of course Blur, which has to be number one, because we just spoke about it and it's um I don't know if it's because I've just rewatched it. One but which what,
1: paranormal activity? Was it we played on the whole Xbox kind of camera thing?
0: That's number two that fucking shit two. scared as
1: well. Like people didn't want to like touch their light. Yeah. That was um
0: Exactly, it's based on the kinetic. So you're seeing it scans the whole room night vision you're seeing it move through the kinetic and everything it's just so I mean they're good mm. because all of them link up they all link up and you basically at the end of like either the third film or the full film you sort of come mm. back into the first film and you're just sort of like caught up in this world that you don't even realise you're in you think it's all different but it's all tied up and it's um, yeah it's,
1: genius. it's really good that's, oh, my number one's um Blair Witch Project which for everything I've said like just just firm respect for it, genius, the marketing, um whether it be right or not to pretend people are dead, but um as a movie it, it's amazing. Uh, just, I I, I did not didn't have good memories of it. I think I've never watched it since, but looking into it and the magic of it, um a new firm respect. If
0: that makes sense. It does make sense. <sighs> Yeah, well, I right? just keep flicking in you and out. Seem, I you seem distracted. What's going on? <laughs> just a tad. Oh. And my lights just keep flicking. Oh. Um, There's a bit where we close the show up, Yeah. 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 <laughs> done it <know> many <laughs> times. I did All right, it's good.
1: Paul? Oh. Paul? Oh. Fucking I don't know what's going on with him. Um I've got to write this up. Um Paul. Uh, if you wanna wanna follow us on um Twitter, follow us um at Paul and show, Instagram, Paul at Gri- Paul and show. Oh my god, I can't even like concentrate. Paul. Oh my god. <sighs> I just wanna to apologize to Paul's mum and my mum. I'm sorry to everyone, I was so very naive. I'm so, so sorry for everything that's happened. Because as spite of what Paul says now, it's my fault because it was me. I insisted. I insisted on us reviewing this film. <sighs> oh my God, what's that?